Hello, friends. Can we just talk about prayer for a minute? What I want to talk about here is, are we devoted to prayer? And with that, I want to talk about our attitude towards prayer, and then I want to talk about some actionable steps that we can take in our prayer lives. I'm J.C. Schroeder, and this is Bite Size Seminary. Last week, I was working on Colossians chapter 4, and I've read this passage several times before, but verse 2, for whatever reason, just struck me differently. The ESV, which is the normal translation that I read out of, it reads, continue steadfastly in prayer. But other translations, like the NIV, read a little bit differently. They say, devote yourselves to prayer. And that reading from the NIV really jumped out to me more so than the ESV. The NIV's reading of devote yourselves to prayer seemed to me to have a bit more punch to it or maybe challenge to it at, at any rate, of, or at least a challenge of, of how I approach prayer. And I've been trying to think of why the ESV didn't really capture this passage or didn't capture my attention the way that the NIV did. And this is probably just my own problem, my own faultiness in reading and not uh, the translation. But for whatever reason, the way the ESV reads is that it, it almost feels like prayer is just a task that I have to do. It's something that's to be completed. It's almost like it's obligatory for me to do. And I think sometimes I treat, and I think this is common for a lot of people, I hope I'm not alone in this, is that I treat prayer like I do with flossing. Because when I think of flossing, I know it's healthy for me. I know it's something that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, If I'm going to not get in trouble with the dentist, I'm going to make sure that I floss. But no matter like how hard I try, I, I just, I'll do it for a little bit and then I'll not do it for a bit and it'll just kind of falter. It's not something I'm really consistent in. And if I'm being honest here. And I think that's kind of how we approach prayer sometimes, is we approach it as, it's something I need to do, it's something that I'm supposed to do as a Christian, but I don't really enjoy it, and it feels almost burdensome, but I'm going to just keep trying, but then I end up not being consistent in it. The way the NIV reads, devote yourselves to prayer, seems to me, or at least this is how the Lord was convicting my heart, is that this is more of an idea of a dedication, a commitment. The word that Paul uses here has the idea of persistence and perseverance. Now, again, both translations I think are really good. Both are fine and, and good. But I think the Lord used the way the NIV had it to show my own sort of anemic view of prayer. God is not just saying he wants us to pray, check off the box, get the thing done, and then move on. What I think he's doing and what I think he wants from us when he encourages us to, for us to be devoted to prayer, to pray constantly, is to enter into that conversation and that relationship with him. I think this like attitude adjustment that we should have, that I need to have, that we should have in regards to our prayer changes the whole dynamic to 
how we actually pray. It's, it's no longer a task to be done, something to just do like flossing. It's me approaching, talking with the Lord, bearing my soul out to him, telling him how I'm feeling, all of my joys, all of my anxieties, and him delighting in the fact that I am coming to him and that he is ministering to my heart. So God wants us to be persistent, devoted to prayer um, because he wants us to be continually coming to him. So in, in thinking of this question of am I devoted to prayer, the answer is not about accomplishing the task of prayer. It's about the attitude of constantly running to God in prayer. So that's kind of the attitude portion. Now I want to think about what can we do to encourage some actionable steps? What can we actually do to encourage to be devoted to prayer? And I want to suggest some different things. And I'm not a guru. I'm working on these things. Some of these things I'm working on right now. Some of these, some of these things I've found some real success in my relationship with the Lord and in my prayer life. And so I want to share some of them with you for both of us to maybe consider and to implement in our prayer lives. So I've got some, some thoughts here that I want to just share with you that maybe are, is beneficial and helpful to you. The first one, and this maybe goes back to the idea of just our attitude, is to remember the character of God, that, that God loves to listen. He loves to listen to me, as annoying as I am, and he loves to listen to you. Um, he loves when we come to him in times of peace. He loves it when we come to him in times of trial. He loves to listen. He is a good, good God and a wonderful father. We have the privilege of crying out to him as our father, and he is far superior than any human father could ever be. And he delights when we come to him. So remembering the fact that we are not a burden to God, that we are not annoying God, pestering him, he loves to listen. That's who he is. He is a good God that loves to listen to us. And I think another way along with that is to think of prayer as a conversation with God. It's not about the form or the right words that we use. We want to be thinking about what we're saying to God. I think that's helpful and appropriate. But I think sometimes we can let that formality creep into our relationship and our prayer life with the Lord. And we can kind of fall into this trap of, I want to use this particular language because I heard someone else use this language and it sounds very rigid and formal and it kind of draws all of the life out of our prayer with the Lord. Now, if you use formal language in prayer, that's totally fine. The point is not the form. Is not the, form. the point is our conversation with the Lord and just bearing our souls to him. And he loves to listen again and he just wants us to come to him with all of our thoughts, all of our burdens, and he wants us to give them up to him. So maybe treat your prayer life, your prayer time with the Lord as something that is more like a conversation instead of some more rigid prayer that maybe we typically might use. Treat it more like a conversation. Another thing that we could do is, this may be simple, is to just actually pray. There is an aspect that we need to kind of build up our muscles to pray. I think sometimes we kind of just jump into 
I'm going to pray for two hours every day. Is that really realistic? Is that realistic in our own attitude and, and comportment um, or even just in our, in our time? So maybe build up our muscles, and, but actually making that investment in time to pray. I think a lot of times when I think of my own prayer life, I will think of, yes, I am consistent in praying, but in reality, I'm not actually praying. I'm thinking about something else. I'm thinking about the things I have for the day or for the previous day, and I'm not actually talking with the Lord. I'm just lost in my thoughts. So building up our muscles of being focused and just talking with the Lord and praying to him. And so along with this is just maybe setting a a time or a goal for one week, I will pray for five minutes every day. That's a very manageable and achievable type of goal. And you can build from there. Maybe for two weeks, I will pray for five minutes. Set a timer. You can do more, but no less than five minutes. Maybe your five minutes, your time that you pray is at a specific time of the day that you get into a habit, a ritual of that time. Maybe it's while you're even flossing, two birds with one stone, but having a goal and having a time limit, just as here's the bare minimum of what I'm going to do, can help build those spiritual muscles. Another thing that we can do is to make a list. This is, seems kind of um, obvious, to but make a list of things that we want to pray for. Sometimes when we sit down to pray, we don't know what to pray for, and so we just feel kind of lost in what do I say now. If we have a list of things that we are praying for, individuals, situations, ourselves, our own spiritual growth, that can greatly help us in our conversation with God. Another thing that you can do is to involve others in prayer. I've learned a lot from hearing and listening to other people as they pray and thinking of how are they talking to the Lord. So picking up with that, but also having some accountability in prayer. We're going to pray together today, um, calling up a friend and praying with them over the phone, something like that. That can be a real benefit to your prayer life. And then one final one that I've really been encouraged by is pay attention to the prayers that are in Scripture. See how the Apostle Paul prays. He opens almost all of his letters with a prayer for the church or the individual that he is writing to. And so if you pay attention to the type of prayer that he makes in those letters, we can learn a lot about the type of things that we should be praying for as well. Uh, Not just of specific line items of things to pray for, but for our spiritual health, for others' spiritual health, for their steadfastness in the gospel. Those types of things can help challenge and help grow our conversation with the Lord. So one of my prayers right now is that I would grow in my prayer life, and I hope that's your prayer for yourself as well. And I'll be praying for you, and I I hope that you'll pray for me as well, that we would draw closer to the Lord in prayer, in our lives and in prayer. And uh, I hope Colossians 4.2 means as much to you as it does to me and that we would be people of prayer, that we would be devoted to prayer. Thanks so much for being with me and listening to me, and I'll see you next time.